everybody. This is Manny from Japo Forge. From Homesteading Roots. We have our husbands with us, as usual, Jeremy and Zad. So today we're going to be talking about how your personality affects homesteading. Um, and that might kind of seem like, you know, who cares? You can homestead with any kind of personality. And I would agree, you can. But you definitely... The reason that we're having this conversation is Missy and I are taking a master class with the Covation Center, um, which is kind of in the like Williamsport area. And we had to do an assessment of SWAT. So if you're not familiar with what that means, that's your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So, you know, it, it, it's strengths and weaknesses are internal and opportunities and threats are, are external. So obviously we were doing this mostly in regards to our business, but we also had to do it personally because obviously your personality affects the way you conduct business and things like that. So we actually did our SWOT analysis together, the four of us. And because sometimes, you know, like I see strengths in Missy that she doesn't see or Zad sees weaknesses in me that I don't see or whatever. Um, so we sat down and did this all together and we thought, hmm, this could be a really interesting podcast because these traits in us are, really dictate the way we run our home sets, whether that's how we garden or how we plan plant starts or how we raise chickens and goats and bees and like whatever. So it really affects a lot of that stuff. And if you're aware of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, it can help you kind of plan better. It can help you see what your opportunities are. It can help you see what your threats are, kind of protect you from your threats. Um, maybe it opens your eyes to what opportunities could be out there that you really don't see until you start talking to someone else. Um, so first, we're going to just kind of go around the room as we normally do, kind of hear from each of us and just kind of talk about what our strengths and weaknesses are personally. So um, if you follow me on social, you're like probably pretty aware of my strengths um, and weaknesses because I'm not usually very shy about what they are. So for me, my strengths are I'm not afraid to try something new. Um, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at kind of telling our story. I've always been interested in writing. Um, I went to school for journalism and business. So, you know, composition has always come easy for me, whether that's um, through video or through blogging or social media posts or whatever. So I always feel like I'm really good at that. I'm also really good at making connections. So, you know, Zad and I have always sort of been revered here in the last few years as the the resource for who do we go to if we want X, um, because we probably know someone that does it or we know someone that can tell us who does it or whatever. So that's always been um, a strength for kind of us as a couple and as a business. Um for me, also, then, my weaknesses <laughs> really kind of hone in on the fact that I probably have undiagnosed ADHD. So I can oftentimes have a short attention span. I can be bullheaded. Um, I'm usually pretty hyperactive. My energy level is, like, you know, off the charts most of the time. Um, I can sometimes be impulsive. Um, so those things... Thankfully, my husband is pretty much opposite in all of these ways. Um, and Missy and I joke a lot because Jeremy and I have a lot of similarities and Zad and Missy have a lot of similarities. And it kind of like makes this work because Jeremy and Missy are kind of opposite in a lot of those ways. And Zad and I are opposite in a lot of those ways. And so we kind of compensate for each other. And Missy and I are opposite in a lot of ways and Zad and Jeremy. So, you know, a lot of times people see Missy and I and think, uh, that 
we are just super similar. We have super similar interests. Um, and like the way we want to live our lives is very similar. The things we value is similar, what we want for our kids. Um, but as far as our personalities, we have very opposite personalities. Um, once Missy talks about her strengths and weaknesses, you'll kind of see how we are very different in that way. Um, so babe, do you want to talk a little bit about what your strengths and weaknesses are? I can guide you through if you need help. Uh, so just read down the list, I guess. Well, so methodical. So talk about how you feel like you're methodical and why that's a strength for you. Uh, I tend to, I mean, I'm very impulsive on certain things, but other things like projects or um, our move, our move or things like that. I have kind of already in my head the way I think it's going to be the most User-friendly, the most um, smooth transition, making every step count so that we're not having to go back and redo things or make more work for ourselves, which usually drives my wife nuts. I have pretty much resolved during this move that if I don't have a really strong opinion about how it's done, I'm just going to go with it because otherwise it's probably just going to be a fight. And quite frankly, most of the stuff I don't really care as long as it gets done. So that's where I'm sort of just conceding because I know that that's his strength and it's not mine. I may throw everything in a box, label with what room it goes in, and that's the end of it. Zad is very much like he will pack the trailer the way it makes sense to unload it. And that's just his personality. So those would be your strengths. I mean, methodical is definitely, I think that's your biggest strength in my opinion. Yeah. I also think a lot of outside the box and, you know, I see something and I can see it's multiple uses, even though it's not really intended for that use or should be used for that, but I see that it can be used in other aspects. Um, I guess the uh, strength is I know a lot of people who also know a lot of people. Um, and so a lot of times if I need something or I need, you know, I, I either know somebody who does it or I know someone who knows someone, which can be very helpful in personal and business life. Um, and so what are your weaknesses? Um, I guess see here, uh, low <laughs> self-confidence, spelling, math, short tempered, and I let people take advantage of me. I would say that all of that is pretty true. So, okay, miss, you guys. So as you probably maybe picked up on, we are not together today, which is not our preferred way to podcast, but we are still in the process of moving. We close on our house on Friday, which when this comes out, we'll be closing tomorrow. Um, so we're going to start moving this weekend. So we, unfortunately, this week had to podcast separately, which makes us sad, but it's what we had to do to get it done. So Missy, why don't you guys talk a little bit about your strengths and weaknesses? Okay, so like Mandy said, um, Mandy and I are very different when it comes to personality. Um, my Some of my strengths are um, I, I'm a good planner. I like to do meal planning and, um, you know, planning. Like I have lists upon lists upon lists. And I try to keep those lists up to date. And like each day I'll have a list for the day. And then I have like an ongoing list for the week. And then we have like our board Um has that's on our kitchen wall has like our monthly view and we try to keep that updated because we have a lot going on i mean we were like blending what three four different families and trying to work things out 
Um, so planning is one of my biggest strengths. Um, I'm also neat, sometimes like ridiculously neat. Like they all joke that I have my own font because like <laughs> when I write, I have to like, it has to be nice and it has to be neat. And so funny because when I was um, mentoring somebody to like starting their own business, she had a like lined notebook and she could not write like on the lines. She had to write diagonal and it was just like, just her personality. She's like, I can't like it's not going to tell me where to write and i'm like i i can't read that like i can't it has to be on the line oh god that be... probably sent you into orbit it did and then like i made notes for her for like the next meeting and it was all like on lines and when i gave it to her she was like i don't know how to file this because it's not cockeyed and like going against the grain i'm like oh my god like joking obviously but i'm like i'm sorry this is how i have to write and she's like wow i feel like i should frame this or something but so that's just, um, like, I like to be neat with paperwork. Um, I have files upon files, like files for everything. The f- funniest file that cracks me up is we had a pretty crappy moving experience with a moving company. And the one file I have in my filing cabinet is labeled um, moving company bullshit. So, like, <laughs> you know, I have, like, files for everything. And if you need, like, a uh, social security number I know right where to go or like when I'm calling doctors making appointments I have a piece of paper there and I'm writing down who I spoke to the day I called like you know all of the information their fax number their whatever and I keep all of that so that the next time I go you know I know I spoke to so-and-so and this is what they said kind of thing um I think working at the judge's office kind of drilled that into me because there was always so much going on. And you had like, we had docket sheets where we wrote down like anytime somebody called or like if there was a hearing or if like a constable brought them in and what happened. And like, we took like detailed notes because people lie, you know, and they're like, Oh, I called them this day. And we're like, you told me that I only had to pay this much or whatever. Um, I think that that's where that has stemmed from. And I just kind of like flourished and, you know, saw that that was a strength of mine and took it into our personal life. And, you know, I've had to do tons of doctors keeping records straight and that kind of stuff for all the different ailments that my kids have had and like homeschooling, you have to keep records. So that's just something that I enjoy doing. I love being neat and I've had everything orderly. Um, I also am very caring. So like sometimes I guess that could be a strength or weakness because a lot of times I carry other people's burdens and, you know, I I feel like it's a strength because I can kind of help people and talk to them. But then it's also a weakness because I don't just leave it at the door per se. Like I carry it along into my daily life and, um, you know, so, okay. So a week, other weaknesses would be, um, I definitely have low confidence and low self-esteem. I don't know where that stems from. Um, could have been a verbally abusive relationship that I was in that kind of triggered that. And then, it, which I'm no longer in and I haven't been in for years. So you'd think that that would just go away. But I think it just did so much damage that it's just one of those things that I carry with me now. Um, so I'm not one to really go on like Facebook and open up about like my personal life or, um, you know, things like that. I just, and I always tell Mandy, like, this is always a joke, but I would say the reason I don't share so much is because people don't care about my story when I know that's not true. Yes, they do. And I tell her this all the time. Right. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm just a normal person and I have a lot of crap that goes on and I deal with a lot of crap. Like they're not going to care. They have their own crap going on. And she's like, stop, you know, you could be helping someone. So I guess that's part of, 
something that I'm going to be working on in the coming future is um, getting past that and stop stopping stop letting that be a roadblock for me. Um, so there's so many opportunities out there to grow. And I let that be such a roadblock that I don't allow myself to grow from it. Babe, you want to do your strengths yeah. and weaknesses? So some of my strengths, uh, a big heart, um, uh, I guess with a big heart, you, I, I tend to care about people and their feelings and um, their well-being uh my work ethic um i think i have a pretty good work ethic even though you know we're getting older and things start to ache and you know <laughs> monday morning you don't really want to get out of bed um and broad spectrum thinking you know uh kind of thinking about uh our future here on our homestead where things can go um how things could you know lay out on the land what we could do um, some of my weaknesses, again, a uh, big heart, uh, that could be a downfall because, you know, when you care too much and, and get involved in, you know, things that, you know, people are saying and, and, and they can take advantage of you. Uh, so you gotta be careful with that. Uh, I guess I've been told I'm bullheaded. Um, which clearly you don't believe. Right. <laughs> no, I, 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 Number one sign. I don't think I'm <laughs> not bullheaded, but I don't think I'm, you know, hardcore bullheaded. Um, he thinks I'm way worse. So, so you're saying you're softcore? Yes, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm softcore. Softcore bullheaded. Yes. Um, He's cork in the middle. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, short attention span and uh, letting your guard down. Uh, you know, you're out helping somebody. Um, they seem like they're good people. So you let your guard down, you know, let them into your community and then uh, they take advantage of you. And that's uh, sometimes not a good thing. So uh, those are some of my strengths and weaknesses. I think one of your weaknesses like pertaining to that is you're so trusting. Like yeah. you trust people and you allow people in and not, not that that's a bad thing. I mean, that's what we're like supposed to do is let mm -hmm. people in and help them. But at times you're just like, let them in and then they take advantage. Right. So, okay. So then how do these strengths and weaknesses relate to homesteading? Um, and it's always just funny to me because, you know, some people just look at homesteading and they think, oh, it's just as simple as getting chickens and brooding them and then raising them and feeding them and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like there's just so much more to it than that. Like I, I've said before, like I'm not the kind of person that like names my chickens and all that kind of crap. I don't sit out there and cuddle them and whatever. But, you know, like I do, like the other day I've just stood there and I'm just watching my chickens because they're so freaking hilarious. So this is where my short attention span, I went out to probably do something productive and I got sidetracked watching my chickens. Um, and that's not unusual. I do that a lot. And so I tell my husband, hey, I'm going to go out and take care of the animals. And an hour later, I wander back in. And he was like, well, did you feed the animals? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's actually what I went outside to do. And then, you know, so then I walk outside with the scrap bucket. Well, where's the scrap bucket? Oh, crap, I left it outside. So then I got to go <laughs> out and get the scrap bucket. Like, this is every single day. Did we get um, any eggs? Oh, yeah. They're sitting <laughs> on the wood rack. What are they so doing on the wood rack? So All instead of... So instead of squirrel, we should be saying chicken. Chicken, exactly. <laughs> That's my problem. And I have 
you know, if you follow us, you know this. I have some chickens that stay in the run and I have some chickens that free range. Well, the free range chickens crack me the hell up. Like right now I have like three hens and a rooster that are identifying as goats. And so they just lay their eggs in the goat barn. And then I have this rooster that we just got and Zad clipped one of its wings and still it got out shocking. And it just thinks it's a goat. And I just think this is fantastic. It cracks me up, but it, oof, man, it, it makes me not pay attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. Can I tell you something really quick that I just learned? Um, somebody who wasn't somebody on one of the homesteading things said that you're supposed to clip both wings because you just clip one wing then they, and I know this is like, he only just did it the other day, but they build the muscles up on the side where the wing isn't clipped. And that's how they still get out. Isn't that interesting? Which, Which is, is so funny. funny because yeah. I, I saw the opposite that if you do both wings and they still can get enough flight to get out. But if you do one wing, then they're like too off balance and, you know, they get too much lift with one wing and not enough of the other. And it keeps them from flying. Right. Interesting. Well, if anyone has any insight on this, I'm curious because we have definitely failed at trying to keep the chickens and turkeys in that want to get out. Yeah. So, okay. So then how does this relate to home setting? So Missy, I'm going to start with you. So you, as we've mentioned, you love to research, you research everything. You're like a compulsive researcher, I would say. So how has this helped your homesteading journey as far as it relates to your personality? So you mentioned that your personality is like planning and um you're very kind of like like said you're like methodical you like to have a plan for how things are going to go so how is this relating to your home setting journey so i guess one of the main things um would be with the upcoming like growing season and planning and getting seeds started and all that kind of stuff um i like most people have sat down and thought about what i want to plan and um have you know, like sketched out my garden area and done research on what plants are going to be good next to each other, what plants aren't good next to each other, what plants need full sun, what need partial sun, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's, you know, when the stuff comes, we can just go right ahead and get started with that. Um, as far as like the products and stuff that we sell, like we, I do a lot of research on like older um, alternative healing methods kind of thing, like the hydrosols. I did tons of research on that and watched videos on how to do it. And then we bought a still and we've done it a couple times now. And it's just amazing. Um, I've been, if you've been following us on social, I've been doing some experiments with honey, um, doing oxymels and um, fermented honeys and that kind of stuff. And like with planning that out, you know, like I, I know that they take at least three to six weeks to complete but like in that time I can get the jars that I need and the labels and have all that stuff planned out um so you know like whereas Jeremy comes in you know with like the animals and stuff he like thinks about okay well if we're gonna be rotating the cow then we need like a water source here and you know if we put it here in the middle then we'd only have to move it twice you know that kind of thing like that's I mean, I'm speaking for some of his um, strengths as far as that concern. He can talk more about that. But I do more of like the planning and the researching to get things done. He does more of the grunt work, so to say. Yes. Well, and I would say like Jeremy's definitely your dreamer in your relationship. As yeah. in like he sees and he can talk about this, but like he has a vision and he has um I don't know, I guess sort of like me sometimes, like, you know, lofty kinds of goals. And that's a great thing because you have to have someone 
in the relationship that is like that. And not to say you and Zad don't have like big lofty goals too, but I think right. that's definitely a strength of Jeremy's is he, you know, he has big goals. Right. Yeah. So basically Missy draws the blueprints. She gives the blueprints to me and I make it happen. Right. <laughs> don't forget about getting that PO. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> The boys always joke that they can't ever do anything without getting a signed PO or a purchase order, if you're unfamiliar with <laughs> what that means. Um, so as far as Zad and I go and how our personalities, um, you know, are reflected in the way that we homestead. So in the class that Missy and I are taking, our instructor was talking about how some people start a business and they have a very detailed business plan, you know, a one year, two year, five year plan or whatever. Um, and not that like we don't both, both of our businesses have sort of some idea of where that's going, but we are also all four of us, I feel like are just always open and interested in new opportunities. So um, something I love about homesteading is that not everybody does the same thing. So you, you know, most homesteads, they're not raising pigs, chickens, cows, goats, bees, flowers, vegetables, fruit trees. Well, they're not doing every single thing. And everybody sort of has their own little niche thing. Like for Missy and Jeremy, you know, they are doing hydrosols and ox mills and salves and old world medicine things. And then Jeremy's doing, you know, wooden utensils and hummingbird houses and, um, you know, sort of more unique things with wood that other people are not doing. Like cutting boards are cool, but like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are making cutting boards. So Jeremy's doing other things, you know, stockpot spatulas. I, I don't, I don't see anybody, maybe I'm sure they exist, but like, I haven't seen anybody that's offering an 18 inch uh, stockpot spatula that you can use while you're canning. And I think that it's super cool because I think really only people in the homestead world would maybe even have an interest in that because I mean, people that are just doing normal cooking, why do they need an 18 inch spatula? They'd be like, that's a little excessive. But for me, I'm like, well, I have two because I need to, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's a super cool thing about homesteading is that everybody can sort of like find a few, even if you're not a business owner, even if just a homestead, you just have your own little niches. Like maybe you're really great at raising bees and honey and beeswax. And so you just focus on that and that really brings you joy. Um, you know, there's some things with homesteading that I don't enjoy. Like I wouldn't particularly enjoy having 50 acres of wheat. You know what I mean? Like for me personally, being out in a tract all day, I know for some people that's probably a dream, but for me, like, like dad would love that. But for me, that's not very exciting. Like I would rather have like my little flower garden and go out there and, you know, prune my tomatoes and, you know, things like that. I love having a kind of a smaller setting as far as like gardening and things like that go. Um, but so back to what I was saying is our instructor was talking about how some people have like a very specific uh, plan and some people don't and both of our businesses sort of are maybe in that don't category and that if something comes down the pike we're like oh this is interesting let's do this for that for in that instance for us that was goats um most recently so you know and goats became goat milk soap and like that's all she wrote i mean i have been making soap like it's my job because it is um and that's just that's been a crazy <laughs> that just did a what do you call it yeah that <laughs> um you know soap has been going crazy for us um you know missy was talking about ox mills and so she's had a lot of interest on social this week just learning about ox mills because i would say probably 95 percent of the population has no clue what that even is um and she loves to teach and she loves to research so she's <laughs> she's qualified to help people learn what those things are um 
so as we move here um and move our home move one homestead to the next you know when we moved to this property i think i've mentioned this before when we moved to this property we were not planning on doing all the things that we're doing now not even a little like we weren't planning on have a garden having a garden we maybe talked about chickens a little bit well we our lifestyle was different we were doing 50 shows in nine different counties so <laughs> every weekend we were gone at a show making orders for those shows plus whatever was coming in and we didn't have the time for that stuff. Yeah. So, right. It's just a totally different. So now that we're moving homesteads, which I'm documenting that journey on YouTube, if that interests you. And because we can't just keep joking, like in toy story, they like pack their moving van and then they're done. Like they didn't have to make another trip for us. This is going to be like a whole huge process. So it's going to be interesting for us because in some ways we're sort of at the point where Missy and Jeremy are in that we're planning and turning our visions into plans and things like that. Because, you know, our new property has a completely different topography than here. Um, you know, we're going to be in the mountains. The growing season is a little bit different. Um, obviously, we're not going to have some of the same resources that we have here um, as far as our business goes and things like that. You so, also have different predators, too, that you wouldn't yeah, have there. For sure. I mean, that's something we've been talking about is, you know, getting trail cam set up and wise cameras. Yeah, and We'll have pretty much the same predators. We might have a few different type of predators. Yeah. There's going to be a larger amount of those predators than for sure. Here. For I wonder sure. if you guys will have bear. Some people mention that to us, or even like cougars, or like I mean, who knows? I have no idea what to expect. Right. Um, so the to give you guys some, line. what's that? Oh <laughs> so God. you'll have the old mitten line, <laughs> right? Well, and Bud said lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, yeah. right. Um, to give you guys some kind of like, so Missy, describe like what your property looks like in regards to where it is in the mountains, being on the on a busy road, etc. Yeah, so we have a great area. Um, we have a, which you know could be a positive or a negative. We have a high traffic road in front of us. I mean, we are set back off of it pretty decently, and most of the stuff that's going to happen here is going to be out back anyway. Um, but we are, we're on 35 and 35 is kind of like a thoroughfare from the towns that are like north of us. It's kind of one of the only main roads that gets you to 322. Um, if you're in like McAllisterville or that kind of stuff, anything north of, of Mifflin town. Um, but it's basically, it's basically the main line, the main road for log trucks. We yeah. have, we have a lot of pallet companies around us. Pallet Valley. Yeah. Pallet Valley. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's kind of where we're located. Our, our property is pretty flat. I mean, our outback pasture has a hill to it. Um, but most of our, like our raised beds, now our greenhouse might be in like our side front yard, but it's not gonna be close to the road kind of thing. But we do have good road frontage as far as like when we open up our store and, you know, being viewed for that. Yeah. So in our new property, which you'll see on YouTube, but you know, our house and garage and shop are like Missy. I mean, they're not like at the road, but they're near the road. Um, and then We're behind, probably closer to the road we now. probably are. Yeah. Um, and then behind us really is like the other, like the 13 acres, like we have 13 and 13.2 or 13.4. I forget what it is, whatever the new property is. Um, but, you know, we have maybe four-ish acres of grassy, flat-ish land. And then the other nine-ish is Rocky Mountain, basically. Um, so it's going to be really interesting for us, which I'm kind of excited. I mean, 
this is this is really tough because okay do i want like 20 acres of flat ground to do things yes but i also want to live in the mountains <laughs> you know so it's going to be interesting for us to try to uh maybe just kind of open people's minds that and we sort of started doing that here you know we ha had half wooded half not here um you know and i kind of taught people like how to raise animals in the woods and on a hill and things like that so i'm excited to see where that goes to try to help people learn our hardest venture on this new property is it's very rocky it's very rocky versus the property we're on now where it's very hilly just like that one is but the woods are is a lot of dirt where the new property the woods is all rock and by rock i mean like from tennis ball to your largest medicine ball so some would even call it boulders so that's where our um challenge is going to be coming into with the animals as far as keep them protected from predators and fencing because you can't just stick it in the dirt because there is no dirt it's all rocks so that's for for me that's going to be the hardest challenge is you know for the homesteading side our raised beds aren't going to be that hard of an issue but that open grassy land is at a premium so it's making the right placement because once it's placed there it's going to pretty much stay there yeah yeah we're not going to have a lot of, like missy and jeremy are going to be doing a lot of rotation because they have like a nice um open not necessarily totally flat but like they have nice open area to rotate we are not really going to have the ability to rotate maybe a little bit um but not like they'll be able to um so i guess in summary as you whether you're at the beginning of your homesteading journey you're in the middle of your homesteading journey or whatever um sit down this these little tests that we've been doing in our class so we did the SWOT test which is the strength weaknesses opportunities and threats um we also did the disc test which is dominance uh inspiration strategy and what's cms i forget um hold on i think i, I can't remember um. so while she looks that up the other thing we've been doing is the myers-briggs test which helps you decide if you're an extrovert an introvert um, do feelings really affect you? Things like that. So I encourage you as a homesteader or a business owner to go through and do these. What's the C? Did you find it? Uh, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> so go through and look at these three tests because it can really help you figure out what kind of homesteader you're going to be. You know, do you have the ability to juggle three kinds of animals and a really huge garden? Do you need to start with a smaller garden and maybe just a small flock of chickens because your personality is not really catered to being able to do that? Or, you know, just from a practical perspective, like if you're still working outside of your home and so is your spouse or your significant other or whatever, you know, do you have the ability to care for those animals, those plants, et cetera. Um, so this has been really interesting, this class that we're taking, um, just from a business perspective and a personal perspective. Um, as I've mentioned on social, you know, I sort of, as I'm getting older, I've realized like I probably have ADHD and it has really kind of, it affects a lot of things like my marriage, my friendships, 
you know, how I homestead, how I run my business and all that. And it's not like it's a bad thing. I just have to be aware of what my strengths and weaknesses are and be aware of what my husband's strengths and weaknesses are so that we can work together. Or Missy and I, Missy and I working together, Jeremy and dad working together, whatever. Like we need to be aware of what each other's strengths and weaknesses are because then we can capitalize on those things and help each other fill the gaps. So C is conscientiousness. Conscientiousness, yes. To no surprise, once you do this test, to no surprise, I'm a DI and Missy is an S. So <laughs> once you do this test, you'll totally, so mine is dominant and, and uh, inspirational and Missy, it's strategy, right? Steadiness. Oh, steadiness. Yes, that's you, 100%, to a T. <laughs> um, I can always trust you to be steady. Right. Um, so anyway, I hope that you found this interesting. I hope that you'll go take those tests because they really are just, it's very interesting. Sometimes I think you might be surprised at the results that you get. Um, and it really just increases your awareness. It just helps you be more aware of the people that you're with all the time. You know, just even like around your animals and things like that. Um, just helps you kind of be more aware of, of what's happening around you. So um, that's what we have for you this week. Zad and I will continue to keep you posted on our big move. And Missy and Jeremy, of course, will be right there alongside of us, helping us get set up. And it's going to be, whew, we are in for it for the next couple months. That's for sure. So anything else from you guys? No, I no, think we're that's good. It. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye friends. Guys.